0: Good afternoon, Jordan Lewis from the capital city for KINY. The first League of Women Voters Municipal Candidate Forum was Tuesday at KTOO Studios. It focused on assembly candidates. Last night's forum focused on the Junior School Board and the ballot measure. The city relies on sales tax and property tax for its operating budget. Juno's property value assessments increased in early 2023, raising the prospect of much higher tax bills. In May, the Assembly cut this year's mill rate to 10.16. A mill rate of 10.16 means that every $1,000 in taxable property is taxed at $10.16. Then, to pass a balanced budget, the city reduced the amount of money put into savings. The candidates were asked what considerations would be foremost in their minds while developing a budget for the city. Area-wide candidate Ivan Nance states City Hall would be the bottom of his priority list.
1: I think what we need to do is look, look in the future. What are we doing to help our kids? What are we doing to help our, uh, the most fundamental services? Uh, let's say, for example, uh, public transportation being one. Of course, public safe, uh, safety. Fire and police, those are important. And uh, economic development certainly is, is an important thing. But what nobody's said anything about is this new uh, uh, prospect of a new uh, city city uh, headquarters.
0: And that, that we need to talk about, too, and think about. No providers have offered to run the city's emergency cold-weather shelter this year. Demand for the shelter spiked last winter as pandemic-era rental assistance programs ended. The Glory Hall's emergency shelter beds are also full. Candidates were asked what the city could do to help the homeless population and how they could make affordable housing available. Area-wide candidate Joanne Wallace stays on an optimistic side of things, although she says she's not sure what to do for the cold-weather shelter.
1: I go to other communities in Alaska and they have these huge homeless problems that um, I think we've uh, done a lot of uh, positive things to solve like housing first Um, a lot of the homeless people that were living downtown are now living in homes in the the Lemon Creek Costco area and um, I live in that area I see them out walking and and I see people that used to live on the streets thriving is it perfect and is everybody taken care of? No but I think the city's job is more to support those groups that are really working in those areas.
0: Area-wide candidate Ella Atkinson refers to a housing-first model.
2: It's really important that we in Juno here treat our unhoused population with dignity and respect and make sure that we are getting helping people get on their feet again. Uh, it's Absolutely important part of that is a housing-first model, which ties into the larger housing problem here in Juneau. We need to be looking at a residential zoning and being certain that we're making the best use of land that we have because Juneau does not have a lot of land to build on. And also continuing with projects like Telephone Hill and Pedersen Hill, make sure that we continue with city land in the future doing that. And then in terms of more talking about the unhoused population, aside from uh, housing, it's also really important to look at, you know, mental health and addiction services as the state has not been uh, assisting with that as much as they used to. It's time that the city continue or continue to step in and make sure that we are helping.
0: The candidates were asked what the Assembly can do to help alleviate critical shortages of child care for Juneau families. Area-wide candidate Laura Martinson-McDonald says they need to especially look at child care for kids not yet in kindergarten.
1: Well, as a parent of a small child, I love hate this topic. Um, Where we really need help is for kids that aren't yet in kindergarten. So in 2021, we had just over 2,100 children in Juneau under the age of five and a half, and nearly seven of them didn't have a parent that could stay home. Only one in five of them had space in child care. So that's really where we need to invest our help. when I served on the Economic Stabilization Task Force, we worked really closely with AEYC and the city to, to build that grant program. It was really successful. Child care wages went from $12 to $20. But really now the barriers they're facing are rent, insurance, and uh, licensing red tape.
0: You can watch the live stream online at knyradio.com for both forms. The Chamber of Commerce is having an area-wide candidate form today as well. And on September 11th, Sitka Police Department arrested 33-year-old Glenn Roland-Jones on theft in the second degree as a result of the investigation into the theft of a Honda EU 3200i generator. Coming up next, a naturalization ceremony was held in Juneau. That story is next on News of the North with Jazz Garrett.
2: You're listening to News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett. Andrew Park, meteorologist with National Weather Service Juneau, talked to News of the North about an atmospheric river Juneau is in the heart of Thursday morning.
1: So right now we have the broad atmospheric river uh, stretching from the Gulf into the central and northern Panhandle. As we move through today, we'll see rates pick up, and as we monitor observations right now, we're seeing um, you know, rates across Sitka and Juneau um, respond to the atmospheric river. So right now we are in the heart of the storm for the northern Panhandle, and as we move through the day, this wide swath of moisture will move east. Um, so we will start to see these rain showers back off later this evening across Juneau, then Sitka, this plume of moisture impacting the southern panhandle more into early uh, this tomorrow morning and into tomorrow for like Ketchikan and the areas down south. So
2: The flood watch is in effect for central inner channels, eastern Gulf Coast, Juneau, Sitka, and Petersburg. He advises to be cautious around tree debris and unstable river banks.
1: For the Menahal River, we're not expecting it to reach action stage, which is eight feet. Right now, the gauge is at six point. 5 feet, and that's uh, 10.30 this morning. Our forecast right now is reaching 7.61 feet around 7 a.m. Friday. The biggest threat around the Hall Corridor is the unstable banks with trees as this you know, wind impacts us. We had two trees come down last night. Um, one of our meteorologists here on staff reported that. So that's the biggest story with the Hall River. And we do not expect to exceed action, which is 8 feet, but we do have some concerns with trees coming down as we move through this afternoon.
2: National Weather Service Juno is actively monitoring the Minnehaha River, but they do not expect it to exceed active stage. Park says there are some areas that could hit the active stage.
1: Now for the Geno area, some areas we, we should be aware of is the Montana Creek and Jordan Creek. We are forecasting those creeks and streams to hit action stage, which could get some water over the road on the back loop, things like that. So if you've had issues in the past for those creeks and streams, uh, we expect some some minor flooding from those areas. And flooding in areas of poor drainage, like low-lying terrain, things like that. So.
2: Heavy rainfall in the range of 2 to 4 inches is expected across southeast. Park says we are in the heaviest rain today. Heavy rain will shift to strong winds and rain showers for the weekend. You can stay up to date on the forecast via the National Weather Service Juno website. A naturalization ceremony for new citizens was held yesterday at the federal building. This was the first time in years the swearing-in occurred in Juneau. In the past, it has taken place in Anchorage. For the 10 new citizens, it was a special day. The new citizens come from the Philippines, the Netherlands, Canada, Chile, and Mexico. The chief United States magistrate judge, Matthew M. Scoble, swore the new citizens in. Jenny Miller, whose home country is the Philippines, told News of the North how it felt to officially become a citizen and what this means to her. You know, my husband is American. My my two daughters are American, and they always teach me like, you're not only Filipino. You're in a your household. You need to. Be. And I was like, yeah, I wanted to be an American because being an American, you have a lot, you have a lot of privileges. And this is a great country for everyone. So that's why I've been waiting for this. And I'm have been, I'm, I'm so happy, extremely happy that I finally, you know, I got my citizenship already. So this one is, it's very, you know, important. She adds what she is looking forward to. You know, everyone says that we can finally vote. And I'm happy that I can exercise that, you know, privilege and also, yeah, like, like working in America is also a privilege so never miss a story or a newscast at kinyradio.com